again today on the From the Frontlines podcast. This is the second part of a two-part episode with Representative Wes Cantrell. Today, Wes and Cole are going to be talking about casino gambling and the impact of special interest groups under the Gold Dome. So you're definitely going to want to check this one out. I tell people when I travel around and speak places, is yeah, Stacey Abrams is bad, you know, and we can we can blame her for. You know, a lot of things. We can poke fun of the fact that she thinks she's the governor of Georgia. But, you know, in the in the 180 House members, it's 103 to 77 Republican Democrat. In the, 30, in the 56 state senators, it's 34 to 22 Republican Democrat. Those Republicans are not, they're not always doing the right things. They're not always listening to their pastor. But they're not listening to Stacey Abrams either. Um, and the way I've broken it down for people is that there are three big influences down here that keep good things from happening. And that is, you know, big medicine is one. Big education, though, is number two, and that's where you see all these, again, it's it's your taxpayer dollars, folks, right. that are funding a lot of these people coming down here, right. arguing the right of you to choose your child's education. But the third thing, this leads into the second issue I want to talk about, we'll only touch on it briefly, but I want to get your thoughts, is big business, uh, which weighs in heavily with dollars. Um, we at uh, Frontline have started the Frontline Conservative Business Alliance, which engages on a lot of business issues, but... Um, Business is not inherently bad, but there's a type of business that seems to be inherently bad that always comes down here and tries to weigh in, particularly late in the session and leading up to crossover, and that's big casino gambling. Uh, and so I want to talk about the gambling issue. Where do you see that shaping up this session? And, you know, we're freedom-loving people. Um, why should we stand up against, you know, the, the quote-unquote rights of casinos or, right. you know, those folks right. to do business here? What's, what's the argument? Yeah, I don't really have a, you know, I, I hate to say this out loud, but I, and I, I don't personally gamble, but I don't really have a big issue with gambling because for most people, it's not gambling. It's entertainment. I'm going to take $200 and go to the casino and, you know, see what happens. It, they're not gambling their house payment or their milk money or their kids, you know, clothes money uh, for most people. But 20% of the people are not like that. They're addicted to gambling and they're they're spending their rent payment. They're spending their kids' money. They're spending. They're ended up in bankruptcy. It's it's got just all kinds of bad things associated with it. Human trafficking is oftentimes mm. uh, centered on casinos because that's where they find their customers. Um, it's just bad for our economy all the way around. Even if even our local historic venues like the Fox Theater and some of these other places that we like to go, they're against this because they know the the. The whole idea of a casino is to get people inside the door and they don't ever leave. So everything's everything's provided there for them. So it's just got, you know, there's so many problems associated with it. And then you got the government all mixed up in it. So it becomes, uh, you know, cronyism at some point. Uh, it's not a free market. It's, uh, it's, it's people with a lot of business interests and a lot of... Uh, of uh, greasing each other's palms to get this thing done. It, it's just bad. It's bad all the way around. <clears throat> so uh, it's been real quiet, which causes me a lot of concern. Too quiet. It's been very quiet about this subject. So I think, you know, if I was a betting man, I would, uh, I would guess that we're going to hear about online betting, making that legal in Georgia in exchange for 15 or 20% of the proceeds being split up between a means-based hope scholarship, maybe some health care. I don't know what they'll throw the money at. <clears throat> a lot of times we justify bad things in Georgia by taxing it and giving the tax money to something good. We feel like it balances it out. It's nutty thinking. Uh, people are people who want to bet sports online are doing it already. Mm-hmm. 
you know, why would the gambling companies want to give up 20% of it to the state? People are already doing it. Um, it's nuts. Uh, and people think it's no big deal, but the online gambling is in some ways worse than casinos because it's private, and you have these people in the privacy of their own home throwing away all their money, especially these people that are responsible for children and other family members, and they're, they're racking their bedroom on their phone throwing their money away, uh, for the, hopefully for the, the one win every once in a while. So it's, uh, it's insidious. People think that sports gambling is not that big a deal. It's a huge deal. It's, it's pervasive, and um, I, I wish I had, you know, I didn't come prepared to talk about this so much, Cole, but in Tennessee, they legalized it, I think, two years ago. Mm-hmm. And um, the, the calls to uh, Gamblers Anonymous lines in, uh, in Tennessee increased like uh, tenfold. Wow. Just, uh, you know, the uh, suicide rates went up, bankruptcies go up. It's nuts. And, I, you know, I want to believe you and I could, you know, we could bet on a game or whatever and $5, you know, and ha-ha, I won, whatever, and it wouldn't be a big deal. And I think for the vast majority of people, that's the case. It's entertainment. But for some reason, the way humans are wired, there's like 20% of the people that can't handle it. It becomes an addiction. It becomes an obsession. And it, and it ruins their lives. And uh, it's their own fault. I'm not taking away the human responsibility there. But, but why do we want to keep dangling this out in front of people? George's economy is killing it right now. Number one. We are killing it. Why would we want to? This is the type of stuff you do as a Hail Mary when your, your economy's in the tank. You're trying to figure you're out. Mississippi. Yeah. You're Mississippi. You're Alabama. What's some crazy thing we can do that might help us get some more money? You know, tax revenue. Tax revenues are so up. We got more money we know what to do with. We're going to send back money to Georgia taxpayers this year because we've overcharged you guys, and and why would we want to? Why do you want to mess with that with this stupid gambling bill? It's just, it's nuts. It's it's, it's wild, and and uh, yeah, I mentioned Mississippi. I did a, I did a debate with Haley Barber a couple of years ago, and I, I was able to say because Haley will come down here. The former governor of Mississippi oh, will yeah, see him I've late seen session. Him. And, I've seen him a few times. And you know he he'll come down <laughs> and he he's he's a casino lobbyist, and what he can do is he can throw his money around. He can paint a picture of these quote-unquote destination resorts, uh, which the only destination I heard one of your colleagues said, destination poverty. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. is, is that's the only way. Have only you way been to, to Biloxi? That's <laughs> yeah. what I want to say. It, it, Have you been to Biloxi? Go check out what happened in Mississippi to Biloxi, a quaint, beautiful little town that got ruined by a casino. Exactly. You, he, he can paint this picture, but what he can't do is point to it ever working, uh, even in his own state. And so it's disastrous. You know, we're, we're, we're very staunchly against casino gambling. To your point, it, it's, you know, human trafficking issue. It brings in crime. It damages entire economies. Sports betting tends to be a little bit harder to argue against because of the freedom issue. But uh, because, you know, the casinos affect everybody around. It affects it. It's toxic to an entire state. Sports betting is toxic to an entire state in other ways, but it is largely mostly affects the user. Right. But I, I was listening to a state senator. You and I both know this state senator well. Um, he was speaking from the well today about uh, sports betting, and he references the Super Bowl, and he says that over $600 million was spent over the weekend on the Super Bowl, and the total sum from New York, this was, he was citing New York statistics, total sum was over $1.2 billion. And he was almost jubilant at the money being thrown in, in terms of gambling. And you, just, you can't help but stop and think with, and he's, he's thinking, hey, we got to grab some of these tax dollars. You know, there, there's, you know maybe, maybe there's an argument to be had. But you just can't help but feel sick in your stomach to think of government being jubilant 
over immoral behavior of money coming out of somebody's pocket yep. and then the government benefiting. You got look. We we both believe in a sovereign God who's in control and is is judging our actions. And I just I cannot feel like. And again, this this isn't a policy argument; it's a spiritual one. But I can't feel like we as a state are positioning ourselves to be blessed by the Lord right. if we say we're going to encourage people, we're going to celebrate when people yeah. throw their money at gambling in an addictive habit, and then we're just going to be glad to rake in the tax yeah, dollars. We're taking, and you're taking advantage of people. That's the thing. Is you're, Yeah, not everybody, but you're taking advantage of 20% of the people who... It's mostly know, poor people, right? Yeah, they're poor. They're not. They're not super competent. Usually, they don't have a great job, and they they have this dream of winning something big, and that's their retirement plan. Basically, it's crazy, and uh, they're the ones that we hurt the most. It hurts. It disproportionately affects the poor, and <clears throat> you know, I I love you go you know go to Mississippi, go to Alabama, go up to North Carolina and gamble. Go fly to Las Vegas. Just don't do it here in Georgia. That same senator, I've heard him many times talk about driving up to, I think, Murphy, North Carolina, and going to the Harris Casino up there and seeing all those Georgia license plates in the parking lot and how that lost revenue, that lost revenue we could have had. And I'm, I'm like, I am celebrating the fact that Georgians have a place to go other than Georgia to, to gamble. You yeah. know, it's just nuts. And then, But then I want to talk about the blight in the local economy around that casino in Murphy, North Carolina. Don't want to talk about that. So it's it's. I don't understand the obsession with it and the glee that we get from getting more tax dollars. Like, is that why I think we're elected is to get as many tax dollars as possible, <clears throat> and that we take joy in the fact that twenty percent of the people who who engage in this behavior ruin their lives. And we didn't even talk about mental health. You know, mental health is a huge initiative this year. It's a it's a speaker's top priority. Isn't it? Top priority. And you talk about something that has an adverse effect on mental health. Gambling is at the top of the list. It's it has an incredibly adverse effect on mental health in a state. So, I just don't know why we would, you know, advocate for better mental health in our state and, and dealing with those issues, and at the same time provide another way for to you know you're basically creating customers for for the problem through casinos or sports betting. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think the mental health priority is a great one. Just would hate to see that problem compounded. Um, so, you know, last thing, you know, the uh, celebration of the Super Bowl was on Sunday. Uh, you're going to have your own Super Bowl here in about six or so weeks when you walk out of here on day 40 <laughs> for the last time. You, April 4th. Your, your time is wrapping up, and it's not because you lost an election or because you got drawn out of the seat. It's because you said, you know, when you first ran uh, seven, eight years ago, hey, I'm going to serve four terms, and Georgia, it's a two-year term. You're going to serve four terms, and, and you've done so admirably. What's What, what are you going to say in your drop-the-mic moment? Have you, <laughs> have you determined that yet for when you walk out of here? What's your closing uh, thought? I would be lying if I said I hadn't thought about it. I have <laughs> thought about it. Uh, drop-the-mic moment for me would be passing school choice legislation. I, you know, I've passed a lot of legislation down here, but that would be the ultimate for me because I've been fighting for that all the eight years. And to be completely honest, I was 52 when I got elected, when I started running I got asked this question. I thought, well, what would be, you know, I just, eight was really kind of random. You know, I didn't put a lot of thought into it. There was no strategy behind eight years. But now that I'm in my eighth year, I think it was about the right amount for me. Um, I think if you stay much longer than that, you're going to absolutely either lose your mind or completely get sucked into the bubble and think like somebody who's stuck inside the bubble instead of the average Georgian. I want to represent average Georgians. I'm going to do what's best for average Georgians. 
you stay in here too long, eat all the food that the lobbyists, you know, pay for, all the checks they send you for no apparent reason uh, other than the obvious things, um, you know, you become part of the problem. And, um, you know, I'm not hardcore about eight years, but uh, I think there needs to be term limits. Of, there needs to be an end. I don't know what it would be, 12, 14, 16, but <clears throat> the main problems we have down here are folks who've been here for a really, really long time, 20 years plus. It's supposed to be a part-time citizens, citizen legislature. It's not that anymore. It's, mm-hmm. it's eaten up with professionals. And they're not bad people. I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying whenever you're in an organization that long, inside that bubble, it affects the way you view the world. Yeah. Well, you know, so folks listening to this should feel guilty, okay? It, you, if you want to give Wes a big present, if you want to give him this drop-the-mic drop moment, and you do not call your state rep or state senator asking them to pass uh, HB 60, then you are failing Wes Cantrell, okay? You don't want to fail Wes Cantrell, so make sure that you do that. Brother, I, I, you know, I'm sympathetic to the term limits argument, but we're going to miss you down here, and hopefully we have you back on a podcast to celebrate a victory in your drop-the-mic so. moment. But I hope so. I uh, appreciate your work on this, on the school choice issue, on, on gambling, on so many others. Uh, you've been a great leader and a great friend, and I appreciate you. Thanks, Cole.